You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Junkyard Dogcast. I am Jordan Hill. Got a special guest with me this week talking about the Missouri Tigers. We've got Callum McAndrew with the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Uh, Callum, just how is this uh, Wednesday treating you as we get ready for another big SEC East game? Oh, absolutely fantastic. Good to be good to be in an SEC schedule. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. Well, we're going to jump right into this thing talking about Georgia getting on the ro- uh, going back on the road. It's kind of funny. This is Georgia's second SEC trip of the year, second trip to Columbia, just a different Columbia coming to Missouri after going to South Carolina earlier in this year. We're going to preview this game between Georgia and Missouri, uh, talk a little bit about both teams, and talk about you know getting the Missouri perspective, things uh, to watch for and things to keep an eye on as we get ready for that game. And Callum, I want to just start with what's sort of been the talk about Missouri this week and it's going back to last Saturday a really kind of hard to fathom loss to Auburn 17-14 in overtime a game that uh, I know a lot of people around even just the SEC and college football in general that game really stood out um, some for some some uh, some reasons not so good uh, but uh, Auburn winning that game uh, and, Auburn, and Missouri just missing out on a, on a road win uh, tell me about your experience just watching that game, and then what have you heard from Eli Drinkwitz, the players, since that game as they get ready to play the number one team in the country? Yeah, I mean, I think I think a lot of the talk around town is just how to deal with yet another existential crisis. Um, you know, just you know, the, a win that was won four times. You know, they they had this game wrapped up in regulation. They had it wrapped up twice on Auburn's possession. They had it wrapped up once and almost on, on their own possession in overtime. Uh, just just uh, one of the most Missouri things that's ever happened. Um, they, now we're, you know, we're hearing, talking to Blake Baker, he's impressed with what they were managed to do on the road in the SEC West defensively, you know, holding a, holding a team to 14 points, holding them to, to six straight punts in the second half. So they're impressed on that side. And then on the offensive side of the ball, Drinkwitz is, is really just about cleaning up those those mistakes. You know, same issues are plaguing over and over again. Penalties, negative yard, negative yard play, just the same issues that haunted them for the first three weeks in the in quote-unquote lighter part of their schedule uh, still still hurt them as soon as they entered in, into the SEC. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of where that's kind of where columbia is uh, tell me about uh, an update just the latest you guys have heard on luther burden a guy that georgia fans knew well it was somebody georgia went after hard in recruiting what's he sort of been dealing with and what is the latest you guys have heard as we get closer and closer to saturday 
Yeah, so uh, we talked to Drinkwitz yesterday. He said that Luther Burton is questionable for Saturday's matchup. There was a lot of questions as to why he wasn't out on the field very much uh, against Auburn. Turns out he picked up an injury. We're assuming it was on his second target of the day. It got tipped. It was intercepted. We think he went off. Drinkwitz said that he was only meant to return punts from there on out, which he did pretty successfully when he first did it in week three. Um, but he didn't actually end up going out and doing that. He did end up running more plays. Um, so I think the consensus is that he'll probably be okay. Um, he was out on the field, although he wasn't running many drills during practice yesterday. Um, but but we'll see. The general problem there has been, even out with the, the, the injury that he apparently sustained against Auburn, he just hasn't been getting targeted a lot. Uh, and and Drinkwitz has spoken a, a lot about this as well. You've got to you've got to keep in mind this is a true freshman. It's difficult to to make that leap from high school into into SEC football, into college football in general. Um, so they're easing him in a little bit, probably easing him in too much for the liking of of a lot of Missouri fans. You know, when you've got the most talented recruit you've had in in nine ten years, you want to. I mean, you want him involved in every single play. Um, so still questionable for Saturday's matchup. If he is available, we'll see how much he gets targeted. It hasn't really been that much through the first four weeks of the season. Looking at this Missouri team as a whole, not not so much just that game last week, through four games, what, what's sort of your assessment of this offense? You know, having a, a new quarterback leading the way with Brady Cook, um, what has stood out to you about the things that have worked and, and maybe some of the things they're going to look to clean up before Saturday? Yeah, it's difficult to, and I said this before the Auburn match up, and, and all of this still rings true, I think. They're a little bit hampered by what they can do just because they, they really are struggling on this offensive line. They just, they, I mean, through three games, they gave up 26 tackles for loss. Auburn really managed to create a little bit of chaos back there as well. They're, they're just struggling to get anything going. They really got the run game going against Auburn. Nathaniel Pete was bouncing off tackles left, right and center. He was, you know, he ended up running for more than 100 yards. And I think I wouldn't be surprised to see about 80 of that was yards after carry. Um, uh, yards, yards after contact I mean had a really good game but still Brady Cook's just not getting the time in the pocket that he needs to throw it That the, they're really really struggling there so it's difficult to assess where they are schematically it's difficult to assess where a lot of these playmakers are uh, talent wise just because they, they aren't getting the time they need to to show what they can do um, there are having said that there are still a lot of questions especially around quarterback you know where we Cook through a couple of articles, but early on, you know, these slow starts, it's the same old, same old issue. They're just not connecting on these deep balls. He's overthrowing, he's he's missing receivers are dropping. There's there are a lot, a lot of issues there, but it's difficult to tell when when the line is it just has the holes that it does. And now it has another injury at right tackle with with Zeke Powell out for the season. You know, you try to sometimes take positives from even ugly losses like that game mm. last week. And I couldn't help looking back on that game, being struck by Missouri's run defense. Uh, oh. Justin Ferguson over at the Auburn Observer had this stat that uh, Tank Bigsby, Auburn's leading running back, had 62 yards after contact. Well, he wound up with 44 total yards, which just tells you how good of a job Missouri did getting in the backfield, hitting him before he ever got to the line of scrimmage. What do you feel like worked for 
Missouri as far as stopping the run against Auburn? And is that something that you guys have seen through these first four games? This it, it really has. And I, I don't think anyone on the Missouri beat or in the town of Columbia would have ever guessed it before the start of the season. You know, the, the fresh... The fresh memory of this Missouri run defense is like hide behind your couch stuff. You know, like they, they last season they were just they couldn't couldn't stop an old lady in a stroller. It was it was unbelievable. Um, but through these through these first four games, I mean, they only gave up I think it was eleven yards in their their season opener against Louisiana Tech on the run. Stopped one of the most talented running backs in the country in Tank Tank Bigsby there on Saturday. Deuce Vaughn hurt them a little bit uh, at Kansas State. Um, but I mean that's a an incredibly talented player, and that was more offensive issues, putting the defense back on the field over and over and over again with turnovers. Um, you know, Blake Baker came in and he said this scheme's going to be aggressive, it's going to try and create chaos before the Auburn game. He said that we, you know, we have been giving up some boneheaded plays, but we're also showing some some positive signs. I asked him yesterday if this was more what he wanted to see from his defensive unit. And he said, Absolutely, this is that that was the shining example of what we want to do uh with with this defensive front they really 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 hurt auburn and look auburn isn't great no one's no one's claiming that they're they're going to make any ripples in in the sec west for the remainder of the season but still you know a road sec game uh going down to the plains and, and being able to cause cause that much damage it's it's always something worth taking note of before we take a break, Callum, I wanted to just see on both sides of the ball, we've talked about a few of, of the playmakers for Missouri. Mm -hmm. um, who are some other guys that just Georgia fans should keep an eye on, guys that have impressed you guys or, or guys who may play a factor in this game on Saturday? Oh, with the big one, uh, he's leading the SEC in reception yards right now is, is wide receiver Dominic Lovett. Um, you know, the it was funny earlier in the season, he had a, a career game uh, in, let's say, week one, uh, no, sorry, week three against Abilene Christian. Um, he's another kid that went to East St. Louis, like Luther Burden, was kind of uh, out of the spotlight because Burden came in. Uh, and now he's, you know, he's putting together a really, really good season. He's, his production was rather limited in his true freshman season last year. Um, but now they're, him and Brady Cook seem to form a, a, a really, really good connection. Um, they're, they're connecting on more passes, more yards than anyone, anyone else on the team by far. Um, really fast, really intelligent runner, really, you know, great on routes. Dominic Love is a, definitely a player to watch. On the other end of the ball, we're going to go back to that uh, defensive front with Tyron Hopper, obviously. But Missouri's corners have really, really impressed so far this season. Chris Abrams Drain's been a really talented player. He hasn't given up, to my knowledge, anything substantial all season. Jalen Carlisle has, has really shown some great moments of safety. Um, they're a very decent secondary. Yeah, Chris Abrams, uh, Drain, I watched him in high school when I covered Alabama high school mm -hmm. football, and he, he went to Spanish Fort and yeah. just ran all over Opelika one night. He is a very special athlete. Really interesting player as well. Got recruited as a, a wide receiver. He played quarterback in high school just yet, and then moved over. To, moved, moved over. To, he's played a couple of different positions in the secondary as well for Missouri. Really interesting story. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll bounce back, uh, be back with Callum, talk a little bit about this matchup, and talk about uh, our predictions for what we'll see on Saturday.
Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, everybody. Well, yeah, looking at this game on Saturday, going to be 6.30 kickoff Central Time. Uh, talk a little bit about these matchups. You know, it's uh, it's very clear that uh, the, uh, the the money is on Georgia. Georgia is a 28-point favorite going into this game. And uh, let's talk a little bit about what we expect to see. And the, the matchup I think I am most interested in, Callum, and then you can kind of um, give me your read on it or, or see if, if there's something else that kind of strikes you is how that secondary we were just talking about from Missouri handles Georgia. This mm-hmm. has been a Georgia offense that has thrown the ball a lot more than really Georgia fans are used to. You know, it's mm-hmm. really uh, over the years, even going back before Kirby Smart was here as the head coach, ground and pound, and then you kind of open up uh, the offense with play action because you're running the ball so well. It's not necessarily been the case so far this year. They've really let Stetson Bennett, a super senior, kind of open things up, throw the ball around, even get some of those running backs involved with the passing game, maybe more so than uh, we were accustomed to seeing. Uh, so I think my biggest thing, the biggest matchup I want to see is how those guys like the Chris Abrams strain we were just talking about, how they can handle if Georgia goes after them, you know, mm-hmm. what they're able to do uh, if that Missouri defense is able to throw uh, any wrenches in the game. You know, they might see some stuff from Kent State. I mean, because Kent State uh, has the only interception on Stetson Bennett so far this year, which I would say, uh, surprises a lot of people that that was the game where it happened. But um, is that a matchup that that strikes you, or what is a matchup that you think will be something really to watch when we get into Saturday night? Yeah, no, I, I think that that is a, a really interesting one. Um, you know, you, you go back to last year's game in Athens um, when Missouri was really struggling at stopping the run. Um, every Everyone that came to Columbia, every time Missouri went to visit someone else, they just, I mean, they were handing balls off and just running wild. And Georgia... It was assumed they were going to do the same, like you say, traditionally a ground pound team. They didn't. Stetson Bennett opened it up and, and lit the secondary up. He was out of the game in the second half, and 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 here's on him. JT Daniels came out and did exactly the same thing for the third and fourth quarters. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is this is a. It's weird to see a revamped Georgia offense. I mean, national champions, but you know, this is a, an even better looking Georgia offense. I think that's going to be incredibly interesting. Like I say, a lot of talented players in Missouri's secondary. We mentioned Chris Abrams-Drain, Jalen Carlisle, also guys like Ennis Rakestraw, uh, Dylan Carnell playing at star with Martez Manuel switching out. have had a good couple of weeks. Um, they, yeah, really, really interesting matchup. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see how they cope with that um, and if they are able to handle it. 
Let's talk about predictions, uh, what you want to see. If you want to give a score, by all means, sometimes you get people on here and they're like, eh, I want to I save that, uh, put it maybe behind a paywall or something. I'll, uh, <laughs> I, I'll start and say that I, I'm going to say Georgia wins this 42 to 10. I think mm. we're just going to cover what I think is a 28-point spread. Um, what is your thought on this game? Uh, you know, and, and two, if Missouri is going to hang around, what has to go well for them to be in the mix once we get into this one? Ooh. Everything. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that's fair enough. Yeah, is that? Um, yeah, that seems. Uh, seems like the right answer. Um, I don't know. They might have to shut off the lights and play the game in the dark at night. You know, that's um, it just you know, try and trick them a little bit. I don't know. Um, you know, everything has to go right. Um, they have to shore up these holes on the offensive line. They have to maybe get a little bit tricky with their plays, which we know Drinkwitz is is accustomed to do. Sometimes the defense is going to have to have an even better game than it did last Saturday against Auburn. Um, there's no one. No, I, I implore you to find someone that expects Missouri to win this game. Um, it would be in- incredibly ironic. It would be incredibly Missouri thing to do to lose a heartbreaker and then turn around and, and upset the world. But I, I don't see it happening. Just these these O-line struggles, the talent that is on, on Georgia's defensive front, I, I don't see Missouri really threatening the end zone very often in this game. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 35, six. I think that's a. Just sneaking uh, in to cover. Just sneaking in the, yeah. Just sneaking in the coverage there. You heard it here first. <laughs> well, how cool is this? One of the comments, uh, CBS 88 said, I named my son Callum. You never hear it over here, which is the complete opposite from over there. That's, that's pretty neat. I like that as well. One L that's the, the, the true Scottish way. That's good. That's none of this, this two-hour nonsense. That's... <laughs> I can say I learned something today. Well, uh, <laughs> now, before we get out of here, uh, be sure to plug anything you're either working on or, or you know, podcast, anything else you got going on. I want to make sure uh, going into this weekend that, uh, you know, our readers, our listeners, I can check out what you guys have going on on the Missouri side getting ready for this game. Yeah, absolutely. So I work over at the, the St. Louis Post-Dispatch with, with Dave Matter. Um, we're always cranking out stuff. I'm working on a, on an article about uh, true freshman Tavares Jones this week. Should be coming out sometime late, uh, just before the game. Um, Missouri's not had the run production that it, it, it would like over the past few weeks, especially in the absence of, of SEC Missouri All-Star <laughs> Tyler Beatty. Um, so they've got this new guy in from Texas, really interesting character, um, could be the future of this backfield, even if he doesn't see too much production this year yeah we're always always over at stl today it's the St. Louis post dispatch bringing out stuff i think my twitter handle's on there somewhere if you want to see my my name ramblings um yeah that's all there yeah make sure and follow them and i hate to put you on the spot but i have to ask can you yes. give me one one good lad mcconkey in your accent i think it's <laughs> so well with the accent <laughs> yeah i was shocked when i found out he wasn't scottish that's that's ridiculous there's there's if you're Lad McConkey, you've got to be from Glasgow or something, sure. Like that's he's he's faking that American accent. Um no, uh, yeah, Lad McConkey. That's there we go. It's usually money for the jukebox, by the way. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautifully done. Well, Callum, we're gonna get out of here. Appreciate everybody listening, everybody tuning in. Make sure and follow Callum on Twitter, all the stories he's gonna have coming out of this weekend. And looking forward to being up there in Columbia and hopefully see you in the press box on Saturday. Absolutely.
Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles. Now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes!